No checklist completed is going to save you. No bucket list is going to save you. No amount of blood, sweat, and tears that you've poured out in your life is going to save you. No amount of cash or worldly possessions is going to save you. You can't take it with you. You'll be dead. Buddha can't save you. Gandhi can't enlighten you. The Pope can't absolve your sins. The saints can't pray you into eternal life. Muhammad can't fix you. Allah isn't able. No president, no legislation, no Supreme Court justice, no state or nation or leader or celebrity, no one can save you because there is salvation in no one else. That's right. Nobody but Jesus. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to another episode of the Bearded Bible Thinker. It's been a while, as usual. I have to say that a lot because I get distracted and uh, do other things for a time and then realize, man, I haven't done that in a long time. So I'm going to do that again today. Here's another episode. Um, and I'm going to actually, so the main audience for this is typically our church family. And so I want to um, address our church family and just show a couple of things, um, a couple of things that are going on. And, and we have a lot of new people um, in our church family, we have a lot of folks who are, uh, have been really brand new, uh, and, uh, haven't been with us for long. We have members that are pretty new. We have people who aren't members yet that have started coming. Uh, so I just want to lay a few things out there They we have, um, uh, more than Sunday morning going on. Uh, Sunday morning is by, is by far kind of the, the, the most important thing that we do. It's when the saints come and, uh, and gather together to worship our King. And so that is a wonderful and blessed time together in worship. I'm, I'm actually recovering from a cold right now, so uh, you'll have to forgive me if I have to sniff or swallow or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting better. But uh, yesterday wore me out a little bit, but we're, we're trucking right along. But we have, we have some Bible studies. Um, and uh, small group kind of Bible studies that go on in our church family that it's helpful to know about. We have a couple that actually take place on Sunday night. One of them is led by one of our elders, Ben Roberts, and I think right now they're going through First Peter. Um, and then we have uh, one that I lead, uh, and right now we're going through Christian Ethics. Uh, it's a book, a big thick book, this book right here um, by uh, Wayne Grudem. And it's a really good book uh, so far uh, for the little bit that I've jumped into it. Um, and really the idea behind that Bible study is to uh, put our theology into practice. Like what does it look like to answer some of the tough questions about how we are to behave as Christians um, in light of what we believe about who God is and, and uh, who we are as the church and all of those kinds of things. So that's really helpful. Um, we, we also have a Wednesday night Bible study that, um, that I, I uh, lead as well. Um, in that, we're walking through a, a 12-week series on the new birth. Um, that is a, uh, it's a Ligonier curriculum, uh, Ligonier uh, Ministries, and uh, it's taught by Steve Lawson. So if you don't, if you know who Steve Lawson is, then uh, good for you. If you don't get to know who he is, he's a great, great preacher. Um, he's, he's my alive, uh, still alive preaching uh, uh, mentor, uh, even though he doesn't know it. Um, so I really, really love him. Um, 
So that's a Wednesday night. We also, there's some women's Bible studies that I am uh, not uh, really the right person to talk about, but I know that they have a lot of fun and they're going through some some uh, stuff that is, is good, Bible-based, godly stuff. Um, so, uh, and that, that happens on, uh, Tuesday nights. Um, and so they have a lot of fun doing that. There's another Wednesday or Wednesday, there's another women's Bible study, I think Tuesday mornings. Um, that's actually on the screen right now. (laughs) Uh, um, and then there's a, yeah. So it, it actually, if you're watching this on YouTube there, I've added, um, some slides to the screen in the bottom corner of just some stuff that are going going on at our church. We have this men's Bible study Tuesdays at 5:30 a.m. I know that's super early, but we got some guys that are able to come because of that, uh, so they can get to work by seven. So um, that's been a real blessing, I think. And we're walking through Romans in that. So um, yeah, pretty good. Sunday school is great. Um, we, we tend to, we're, we're, we're kind of at a point where like some Sundays it's fine. And some Sundays we're kind of standing room only in that room. So I don't know what we're going to do, uh, if, if people keep coming, but keep coming, that's a good problem to have. We're walking through the 1689 London Baptist confession of faith, which is a mouthful. So we'll just call it the 1689 for short. Um, and it's a, it's a, a historic confession that is, uh, really helpful, uh, for us to dive into and look at some deeper theological things. Um, confessions of the faith are really helpful. Um, it, it really is, is similar to like a statement of faith that a church might have or, uh, that an organization might have today, but, but confessions tend to be a lot deeper, um, and uh, more robust in what they're saying and claiming, and um, and uh, but but uh, you know, important thing is that a confession is not something that is um, con- confessions are never something that are binding, uh, like the scriptures are. They are um, the the scriptures are the word of God, and confessions are clearly not. However, uh, confessions and creeds and and those kinds of things. Um, have been helpful throughout church history to kind of keep uh, keep denominations, keep Christians uh, on track, um, and and away for they're like a fence put up to guard us from uh, craziness and heresy, um, and uh, and and they're really meant to be a summary of Bible doctrine and. Uh, and with scriptures to go with it. And uh, so anyway, that's been helpful. And this coming Sunday, we're going to actually be on the topic of the law, which should be fun. Um, what else? Let's see. Uh, we have a prayer team um, that has, we've just started that. The prayer team is a pretty new thing. It used to be that if you filled out a card in, uh, on Sunday morning and, uh, put it in the offering plate at the back of the sanctuary that, uh, the, the elders would pick that up and pray for it. And you would get on our list and we would continue to pray for you. So while uh, that is still true, we pick those up and we pray for them. Um, uh, we, we also, uh, there's a prayer team now it's, it's more than just the elders. So the elders are simply a part of the prayer team. And so, uh, there's, uh, really the, 
so let me say this the the reason that we wanted to do that is is because we want to include members uh in praying for one another so uh, you there there really is no better way to get to know someone than to get to know the the struggles they're having um the the hardships that are going on the hurt and the pain that some people are walking through um and then be able to lift them up in your prayers and ask them on Sunday hey how are you how, how's it going uh what is uh, what are what's unfolding right so um that's that's a real blessing it, it'll be a work in progress for a while but um you just uh text the number here let me let me uh let me get the number it'll actually be down on your screen um but but i also want to let's see here I'm going to get the text up. I'm I'm so for those of you who are just listening, um I'm looking up the the phone number live here. So, uh super planned. I'm super good at planning. Okay. So the number is 701-260-2239. That's 701-260-2239. Call now for prayer. Um so uh, 701-260-2239. So store that number in your phones and just text whenever anything is going on. When a family member jumps in your brain and you want them to be prayed for, uh, anything like that, text that line and it'll get sent out um, then subsequently to all of the folks on the prayer team and they'll be lifting you up in prayer. Um, and uh, you can also text that number uh, to be put on the prayer team. If you if that's something that you feel like you want to join, you want to uh, be a part of that um, in praying for people, lifting fellow Hill Cityans up uh, in prayer, then uh, then there there's no better spot to do it than than to join that prayer team, and you'll be in the know on how you can pray for people. Um, so these prayer requests are um, not going to this something else we should mention they're not going to be like blabbered around the church or anything like that the prayer team uh, will keep whatever um the prayer requests are they they stay private um and so you don't have to worry about all of that um and, and while we're on prayer um i should just tell you that that you should pray for something to be praying about be praying for is our our ministry partner uh, the seminary that that I'm attending and that uh, Tanner and Marshall, a couple of guys from our church, are also attending. Um, part of part of the deal, we get like a really good deal to um, th- that makes it possible for multiple uh, of our men to to be taking courses and actually working toward a degree. Um, and it's called the Church Partnership Program with them. There's a slide that just passed by of them. So Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary is who it is. Um, and we've partnered with them. Uh, we're a church partner of theirs. And what that one of the things that that means is that we c- are committed to praying for them. So praying for the president, the 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 classes that are going on, the the students that are a part of it. Um, the the professors the the whole nine yards just just be praying that that God would be working and would be creating and and honing the skills of and teaching the scriptures to uh, through these professors um, that 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 uh, men would be equipped for the ministry 
for the pastorate and and for other areas of ministry as well. So um, yeah, pray for them. Pray for them. Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Um, sometimes even our elders have a problem remembering uh, the name of that seminary. So, uh, but Covenant Baptist Theological. You could just call it Covenant Baptist, right? And and maybe that is going to be more helpful for you. Um, you know, lastly, as far as stuff going on, we have this look who's coming to dinner thing that is, uh, going on. I've actually never done this before. I've never been a part of one, but it's something that has happened at our church a long time ago. Uh, that was kind of a cool thing and a big deal in our culture. It's terrifying, right? So what happens is there are host families, people that sign up to be host families, and then they will pair uh, other families who uh, with the host family, and so you, if if I'm uh, so Donna and I are a host family, right? Which means on on that day we might have um, we might have uh, two other families show up at our house, um, uh, and we don't know who they are until they show up and roll in there, um, and and then they but they show up and then um, we all have supper together and just fellowship and meet one another, get to know one another. So that is kind of a terrifying thing in our texting. Um, let me just know you virtually kind of culture, but it actually will be kind of cool and should be a fun time of getting to know people that, that maybe you don't know very well. Um, you know, shaking hands on Sunday morning is great, but, but sometimes you don't, you don't get to know someone in that little bit of time that we spend after, uh, our worship gathering on Sunday. So, um, it's a helpful thing and I'm, I'm excited for it. So, uh, you can sign up for that. Um, uh, you should do it very quickly, like within the next few days, (laughs) but sign up for that, uh, uh, either at the church physically you could stop by or you could just call the office and or send them an email and let them know that you want to be put on the list but um should be a good time okay so the topic of the quick discussion this morning is uh a um so this is a let's see here I'm going to see if I can share this. Um, Okay. So there's a... There was a... um, article that hit the paper... um, Sunday, our, our local paper Sunday. Um, it was it Sunday. No, it wasn't. It was Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning, last Wednesday morning, this article hit the paper. Um, and the, uh, so this is going to be just barely explicit. Okay. Um, but the, the title of the article is Dickinson public library to offer controversial teen sex book. Um, so there's a for those of you who don't know, I'm not going to get graphic or anything like that with this, but there's a there's a book that is was created for teenagers, um, uh, uh, with teenagers in mind, 
and, and created by uh, unbelievers, to say the least, um, teaching um, all sorts of things to uh, teaching things that that in their minds are okay, are good and uh, uh, sexually freeing for teenagers, um, and and it it's a book that has made national news at different times. National, it's on lots of podcasts. You can find about it. Um, and anyway, so this this book is a terrible thing, uh, just a, a a terrible thing. It, it's it'll talk about uh, bisexuality, homosexuality, uh, um, uh, probably very little about heterosexuality. Um, it, it talks about the M word. It talks about uh, uh, pornography. Um, it'll talk about uh, all sorts of explicit things it, it's it's basically a book that teaches young teens um what uh all, that everything that your heart desires when it comes to sexuality is okay and good and right and holy and fine so it basically does whatever it needs to do to help teenagers uh condone sins of uh sexual sin um, and, and, and there are drawings and things like that in the book. It's so it's not even just words. There are how to's there. Um, if, if it's the book that I think it is, there's a lot, uh, in this book that is just terrible, right? There's a reason that it made the papers. Let me just say it that way. Um, and so there are folks in the, uh, Dickinson Library um, says this, uh, Dickinson Public Library administrators confirmed they are considering soon adding a, a controversial teen book to their catalog. The graphic cartoon illustrated book, Let's Talk About It, A Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being a Human. That's the title of the book. Uh, it has garnered both public support and condemnation across the country for its sexually explicit graphic illustrations of acts of this, um, descriptions uh, so uh, of, of sexting, um, all sorts of things, okay? L- long story short, this is a terrible thing, okay? Now, we live here in Dickinson in a... Uh, a pretty conservative, politically conservative, and even religiously conservative, right? Even so, uh, this is this is an area where uh, I mean, a lot of people are kind of gun-toting Second Amendment, you know, farmer, rancher, oil field, let the men be men kind of uh, culture uh, for the most part. And so this the the reason that this makes the paper here is because it's kind of weird that it's here. This this uh, probably wouldn't be big news in like Portland, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, but here it it's kind of a big deal. Here it's become big news, and um, lots of different opinions about it in the world. Uh, there there are uh, I'm I'm sure that um, Dickinson. That, that that we'll have folks who are uh, in support of this, though those voices will likely be few. They tend to be the loud ones in culture, just just all over the culture, not just here in Dickinson. The those the few uh, uh, 
the few tend to be the loudest. And so those are the things that you hear about all the time. Um, but then there are going to be some who are going to get pretty loud, I think, uh, before it's over in, um, uh, uh, saying we can't do this. We shouldn't do this. It shouldn't be available. We can't. So because we live in a conservative area, I I'm just going to assume that, um, that there will be, uh, folks voicing concern over it. Um, and, so here's here's my take. What what we want to do as Christians always is look at things that are happening, whatever those things are, and then um, uh, look at it from a biblical perspective as best we are able, and uh, what what is good and right and true. What should we do? Who's promulgating this? Who's putting it out? Um, and so if if for instance if it's a Christian organization pushing uh, or or a Christian person pushing, uh, so-called, I should say so-called Christian organization or person, uh, pushing something like this, uh, then we react differently as Christians to that than we would, um, maybe the, the, someone from the world, uh, that, that doesn't claim Christianity, doesn't care, uh, maybe is outwardly and obviously against Christ and, and doesn't care that people know that. Um, we we would react differently to that than we would to someone who's claiming to be a Christian doing this sort of thing. Um, now, uh, I believe that uh, based on um, let me let me first say that I I don't know um, this person, um, but uh, apparently the librarian is a. Uh, and you you can correct me in comments or something if I'm if I'm incorrect about this, but apparently the librarian um, is or the person in charge there is a Methodist minister, um, and uh, so <laughs> in in my mind this is kind of a no brainer, right? I, and I know that it's it's kind of I, I know that it's a weird thing. Uh, because it's a libraries, public libraries are public, right? They're publicly funded. Um, and, and so it's not as if, um, in the same way that Christians are kind of have to dance around the, the rules the right way to be able to say anything about, uh, truth and in their faith in the public schools, um, the, a librarian, I would assume has to do the same things. Like there, there would be certain, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know the rules. Right. But, uh, as if I'm, if I'm, uh, in my role as a pastor, if I like part-timed at the library, I would, I would quit. <laughs> I, I would, uh, I would absolutely, uh, it, I would either, if I had the power to to say we're not doing that, that's stupid. We're not going to even talk about it again. That's what I would do. Um, if I didn't have that power and it was being pushed and it was for sure going to be a part of this, then then I might just quit. Um, uh, and um, I've I've even seen one Facebook comment of someone saying that, you know, I guess I'm going to rent this book uh, permanently. <laughs> and, um, so there are all kinds of opinions on what's going on, but one thing that I want to push, um, uh, to our people about this kind of thing is, um, this, this in, in large part, isn't in our control. 
um, that we can voice opinion about it, and we should write and and call the library, the, whoever the people are that are in charge of those kinds of things. We should uh, we should write them. We should voice that opinion. We should tell them that this isn't good um, to introduce to our culture. The book, frankly, if there's ever a book that needed to be burned in a big pile, it would be this kind of thing. Um, and so, uh, but here's the thing. Um, here's the bottom line, I think, for the Christian um, parents out there of teenagers specifically who this targets. Um, your teenagers, your children will say, maybe they're not teens yet. Maybe you're a young parent. Um, but your, your, your kids, um, are going to be, uh, uh, put, things are going to be put in front of them, put in their path, put in their way in this culture that we live in that are horrific. Uh, that teach them that all sorts of sins are not sins at all, that those things are good and right and true. Um, even, even things such as evolution, which we, we heard about in our, our movie night. We have a movie night also every first Friday evening in the month, and this last one had to do with evolution and some of the natural sort of consequences of that belief system and uh, of that religion which it is. Um, and so uh, you're, there are all sorts of untruths, things that are counter to the scriptures that are going to be put in front of your children. And you can homeschool them, you can guard them as best you can, and it will still get in front of them. Okay, uh, At some level, in some way, they'll be introduced to it by a friend, they'll uh, see things on a screen somewhere, um, they'll hear things in the news. Uh, somehow, uh, sinful things will make their way in front of your children. We just had a baby dedication uh, of a week-old infant uh, Sunday morning, and what a blessing and honor and a wonderful thing that that was. Um, but part of that parent-church baby dedication um, is the understanding that that it, it's the parents' responsibility um, to train our children up in the way that they should go, according to the scriptures. It's the parents' responsibility to train our children up into the um, the with the the discipline of a Christian, with the instruction of the Lord. It's, it's our responsibility to make disciples of them. And uh, this, this is one instance in, I, honestly, I, I like, so I would, I would absolutely be for uh, uh, not, you know, getting rid of this book before it even comes here, right? But I would bet that if you go into, I don't go to the public library, but but I would bet that if you walked in the public library and searched, it would not be very difficult for your child to find a book that's already there that is very ungodly and unbiblical and despicable and disgusting. It probably already exists. It's just not in the form of actually targeting teenagers. So at the end of the day, right, we, we fight against things in our culture that are bad, 
that are bad as scripture defines bad and good. Um, and, uh, and we, we fight against those things. We write our congressmen, we, we write the white house. We do the things that we must do as Christian people. But at the end of the day, it is, it is on each parent individually as parents to, to team up with your spouse and to, uh, to shepherd your children that you know what the best defense against a book like that is? having teenagers that just don't give a crap about it having having teenagers that if they saw that in the public library they would go oh my goodness and go to the next shelf and and that's what training up your children in the way that they should go is supposed to look like now uh you might have a response uh that that is you know valid uh, uh that man but teenagers minds wonder that's when all these things are going on right um and and that's true um uh, but <laughs> uh but your response if 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 that's true and and you've noticed uh in your teenager that or in your child that there is exploration tendency that there's that there's a tendency to to be explorative exploratory i'm, I'm making words up uh, a tendency to explore things that are sinful right now um in their life then then it's your obligation to guard them against that and that might mean not going to the library right that that might mean not uh getting rid of netflix okay uh, uh, what the, the point being, you're actually the one in charge of, of what goes in front of your child's eyes and what doesn't. Now, things are going to make their way in. That's just the way that the world works. But the idea is, if you're doing family devotions, if you're praying with your family, if you're raising your children intentionally and asking them about their relationship with God, asking them what God is teaching them in His Word, asking them what they are learning. I've been taking Dallas, our oldest, um, who's 13 now, he's been coming to men's Bible study with me recently, and um, and he loves it. He's he He's excited. He actually wakes up uh, there have been more than once that I've gone in there. Now, now understand he's a teenager already. He enjoys getting up at nine 30 or 10 in the morning, uh, if, if he's allowed. And, and so, uh, but there have been times when I go into his room in the morning and it's like, you know, four fifty AM and I go into his room and he's like, ah, I thought you'd come in soon. He was already awake, getting ready in his mind to get down and, and get ready to go because he's excited. And then when we're on the way home, sometimes I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll ask him, hey, what, what is something that you learned um, there today? Um, and we're not doing some fluffy, you know, um, Sesame Street Bible study as men. We're walking through Romans verse by verse. Right. And, and so my 13 year old is involved in that. I'm already, I'm already attempting anyway to teach him how to be a man, to be a man that he's expected to be a man. Um, and we've already had talks about these kinds of things, the kinds of things that, that, uh, that are in this book, at least to some degree. Um, and so there, there's a responsibility upon the parent to do everything that you can do 
up to and including getting this book out of town, right? But, but, but understand that, that there are things that work their way in front of your child, no matter what you try to do. And so, so the bottom line, the, the, the core of what you're trying to do isn't, isn't the defense. The core of what you're trying to do is the offense. If, if all you have is defense, if all you do is put up borders, right? What happens to a team that only has defense? Um, no matter what you do, someone's going to hit a shot in the game. Right. And if you have no offense and you don't score any, you still lost. So the, the offense is training your children actively and intentionally training them about doctrine, training them about sexuality, training them what the world says about sexuality, training them uh, what what God's view of man and woman, the only two genders are and and uh, marriage is and all of these things. This is the idea this is this is what you must be about as a parent, and so when I read um, stories like this, uh, I I do um, I do struggle with with this, and I I too want it to to be you know uh, uh, I I too would I, I would love to see him get this book and and lift it up high and then burn it right in front of the library live on YouTube. I would, I would love to see that. Um, but, uh, but just understand that, that in all of our outrage, sometimes what we forget is that this kind of garbage already exists all over the place. Um, and, and so, uh, we, we better be playing offense as parents, uh, as much as we're playing defense, it better be a, uh, uh, we better be on both ends of the floor, uh, when we're discipling our children and training them, um, in the scriptures. And, and then at the same time, uh, at the same time coming, uh, doing the very best that we can to shield them, uh, from the things in the world that, that we just know might, lure their flesh out that we just know might attract them toward the sin that we're so trying to uh, help them be rid of. So anyway, that's, uh, uh, you know, I know this is kind of long, 30 minutes, uh, but I, I wanted to jump back in and have something uh, out there for you guys. And I hope that this has been helpful. Um, until next time, see ya.